You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Uh, turn to someone and say, it's just the beginning. Hallelujah. Amen. So, and uh, I'm going to continue from where I stopped last week. Remember we said that um, um, there are different ways that we see into the Spirit. Okay? And many people, they just have the gift, but they don't know how, they, how it came about. And so, because of that, um, if you ask them, they just say, I just noticed that I can see. But I'm saying to you that there is a way to develop that ability in your walk with God. To develop that ability and um, begin to see in the spirit. And sight is just one of the spiritual uh, sensory organs that we're dealing with. There are others. Okay? Yeah, but sight is one of them. And um, I, I was just um, led by the Spirit of God to emphasize sight. Because it's almost like it's now opening a whole world to you. Where you can now begin to interact with the realm of the Spirit. Like what Linda saw, that's, that's a... <laughs> you know what? That's a major victory for you and your family. So what God opened your eyes to see is the spirit that has been contending against your family. You see? So now, and, and, and one of the spiritual principles is that God reveals to redeem. Okay? So once it's revealed, you, are not, you shouldn't be afraid. Because the fact that it is revealed means that it has been exposed. Light has come. And so when light comes, when light comes, darkness has to flee. Hallelujah. So never be afraid when your eyes are open and you begin to see things. You see ugly beings. Don't be scared. They are the ones scared that you can now see them. Are you following me? Yeah, they are scared that you can now see them because they have been having a free flow in the lives of many people because people are oblivious. So the moment God begins to open your eyes and begins to show you things, then you begin to know how to fight. Glory to God. So you become much more precise in your operation in the spirit. And that's why one of the first things God does when you get born again is the, to give you the ability to see. John chapter 3. Let's look at John chapter 3, verse 3. This is Jesus speaking to Nicodemus at night. Alright? He says to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Alright? So, in other words, we can say that when you are born again, you can see. Hello? Yeah, so you don't have to be a prophet to see. 
Now, I've listened to a lot of prophets, and I mean, some are true prophets, some are prophets with a question mark, and, you know, but I've, I've listened to them, and I found out that a lot of them don't know how to equip people to see. So when I listen to some of them, I see the way, from the way they talk, I, I can see that this one, he just got a gift, and he doesn't know how he got to where he is. But what we are doing is equipping you with the ability to develop that capacity. Because from this scripture, by virtue of the fact that you're born again, means that you have that ability. It might not be developed, but it's there. Are you following me? Yeah, it is there. And many Christians have been trained to only be logical. So, and I, I mean, I move in different circles and sometimes I, I mingle with some pastors who make a mockery of spiritual things. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, the fact that you have not experienced it does not mean it is not real. So they make fun of people who have visions. They make fun of people who have uh, supernatural encounters. They make fun of people who, who are experiencing the supernatural. So the fact that your systematic theology does not make provision for this does not mean it is not God. Because let me tell you, most of those, uh, uh, the, uh, a lot of that, uh, the curricula that they put together for systematic theology, most of those things are just a product of people's minds who have not had an encounter with God. I've studied this thing, I teach these things. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I know what I'm talking about. So we have to go beyond the wisdom of men. Our faith must be in the power of God, not in the wisdom of men. This is not the time for philosophies. This is a time for the real stuff. That's why many Christians are being deceived. Left, right, and center why? Because they are not being presented with the real thing. Amen. Now, I know there are many people who are teaching and who are doing the right thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to give the impression that we are the only ones. But listen to me. If you are here, it's going to be hard for you to remain spiritually ignorant. But there's deliberate ignorance. So you can choose to deliberately be ignorant of certain things. All right? But if you will be open, number one, we're not going to mislead you. I can assure you of that. Number two, you're going to grow. You're growing the things of God. You're growing the Spirit. You will interact with angels. You will interact with heaven. You will interact with the Spirit. Hallelujah. You will dethrone demons. Demons will flee at your presence. You will walk in your kingship. You will walk as an ambassador for Christ. Yeah. Now, the, all, these, all these realities hinge upon your ability to see. So that's why if you cannot see, there are things you will be excluded from. 
even though they are yours by right, but by virtue of the fact that you are blind, you cannot. I know people who own cars but cannot drive. Yeah, they cannot drive. So, even though it's yours, but you, if you cannot drive, you cannot drive. You, if, you, if you try to drive, you, you, if you don't kill yourself, you might kill somebody or, you know. Yeah. So, and the reason is because you have not been tried and tested. You have not been trained. So, it's a skill that you acquire. And in the things of the Spirit, there are skills to be developed. Glory to God. So, by virtue, hit your chest, say, because I'm born again, I have the ability to see. To see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, like from our sister Noni's testimony, she saw. It opened. The clouds opened. And she saw. Next time you need to enter. <laughs> All right? Yeah, because if you read on, Jesus, the next verse talks about entering. So there is seeing and then there is entering. In verse 5, he talks about entering. All right? Verse 5, he says, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you see before you enter. Now, if you cannot see, how do you enter? <laughs> Lord, deliver us from every kind of blindness. We need to see. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So, if you remember my illustration, we'll do it again. But let's, we're going to do it different this time. Bring that chair for me, please. And I need, I need three guys. <laughs> okay, somebody says new guys. Okay, so, Vani, oh, you, you climb here. Stand. Yes, on the chair. Okay, you stand here. Okay, you stand here. All right. So, when you, when, in the things of the Spirit, there are levels. Okay? Even in terms of sight, there are levels. And you, you, you need to be able to grow. You need to be able to grow in your, in your vision. And this is, this is ground level. Everybody... Everybody can operate here if you went to school and if you can read, huh? if you can think, if you can think clearly, you can operate here. So by virtue of being here, there are things you will see with your mind. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So it's very easy for me to say, okay, imagine blue. Huh? So when I say blue, all of us here know what blue is like. So we will all see, and he's even wearing blue. 
Amen? So that is like a general um, knowledge, general understanding. And there are things that you will pick by virtue of just your general um, education, exposure, and all of that. So you can, you can just know certain things. You just, so two and two together, you just know. Because you are here, you will always see clearly. Huh? You will always see clearly. So, but what the mistake many Christians make is that they think because they can see clearly here, this is the end of it. So in their walk with God, they limit it to what they have learned. Huh? About colors, about sound, about smells. Come on. And the list goes on and on and on. Alright? But God is saying, there is more to this. There is more. So, there is a scripture. Let me read it. Please just remain standing there. <laughs> you are going to help me today. Yeah. Uh, let me see. First Corinthians chapter 13. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, Paul makes a statement there that I think we can, we can learn from. How many people know that Paul was a man of tremendous insight? He, he, I mean, he had so much revelation, so much understanding of the things of the Spirit. And there were things that he didn't even get to say because they were not allowed. Okay. So, in verse, um, in verse 9, okay, let me just read from, yeah, verse 9, it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Okay? It says, But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Then verse 12 says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. Okay? But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. So, we see in a mirror, dimly. Okay? That is a level of seeing. Okay? There's a level of seeing that is like looking into the mirror. And it's not even a mirror. The mirrors that they had at that time are not like the mirrors that we have now. So, it was, it was dimly. They would see a bit, but it wasn't... As, as, as clear as what we would see today. Then, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians. Just, just stay with me, guys. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Yeah, verse 18. It says, For we do not look at the things which are seen. Huh? What is the meaning of this? He said, we do not look at the things which are seen. Okay? But at the things which are not seen. Hello. Look at the things that are not seen. 
Help me look now. <laughs> so, in other words, there are things that are on this level. Okay? But not everything about life is on this level. Are you getting my point? Not everything about life is on this level. There is another level. Huh? It's like uh, those of you that have done science, you know that there's the uh, electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah, you know that, you know, if you, if you, if you look at that spectrum, there are, there are levels. Huh? And, and, and the, the waves are there, but you need to have the right technology to be able to pick them up. Am I correct, engineer? You're in business school now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, this engineer is trying, to, is trying to run away from me. Yeah. So the point is this. There are ultraviolet rays. There's, there's X-ray. There is, uh, there is gamma. There's, I can't remember them. Yeah? But, you know, each of them, there is a different technology that enables you to be able to pick them up. Am I correct? Yes. So, it's like that with seeing in the Spirit. So, the fact that you're not seeing it does not mean it is not there. So, you need a higher technology. Come on. So, you upgrade to this level. So he says, we look, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at, at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. So this dimension is a temporary dimension of life. You see, so most of our training is, tr is designed to keep us at this level. Meanwhile, this is a temporary part of your existence. So you major on this, and some people's lives, from birth to death, they die on this level. So they've missed an entirely different world. And when they get to heaven, they'll be shocked. But this was all yours. But you didn't develop. Like I said to you, some people can see in the spirit because they have a gift of discerning of spirit. Huh? But... They don't even know how they got it. Because a gift, you don't work for a gift. It's just given to you. Am I correct? So, we look at the things which are not seen, but are eternal. So, so the things which are not seen are there, but they are on a different plane. They're on a different plane of existence. So what we're trying to do, and I said to you, by virtue of your spiritual development, you can either see by the gift of discerning of spirits, or you can see by development. As a spiritual man. And that's why the Bible says the spiritual man judges all things. So what is it that you use to judge those things? Part of what you use to judge things is your sight. There are other factors, but I'm just saying, part of what you need to judge things is by sight. So you look at things. The fact that you see does not mean you understand. I know people who see visions but are confused. Are you getting my point? 
Yeah, they have the gift of discerning of spirit, so they can see things. But when they see, they don't have the wisdom to process what they have seen, to rightly judge what they have seen. So it's because of lack of spiritual growth and understanding. So the fact that you have a gift does not mean you have the understanding. And that's why people like Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar could see dreams, but they lacked understanding. So they needed someone like Daniel who has grown and developed. Hallelujah. They needed someone like Joseph who has grown and developed to help them to decode what they are seeing. So we are living in a time that God is, is raising Daniels. And Daniels grow, they, they develop their ability by growth. It wasn't just a gift that came, boom, and then they got it. No, no, no. It was development. It was developed. So you have the ability to develop these things. So don't think that because you are not a prophet, you cannot see. Hallelujah. Isn't, isn't there, that, isn't that, doesn't that say that there is hope for you? Come on, say there is hope for me. <laughs> Amen. You might not be called to the office of a prophet, but you can see things if you develop according to what I'm teaching you. You will see. The realm of the spirit will open to you. You will interact with the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Because you were born for it. My Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, um, we see, we see dimly, okay, here. But here, we now, we have developed the, we have risen to another level. And we can now see things that we could not see before. Okay? Because there are some of you, in the past few weeks, maybe your eyes have not been open yet, but your heart has already opened. And remember, I said to you, in the realm of the spirit, sight is not only from the eyes. You can also see with the heart. And that's why in the realm of the spirit, if you've interacted and had spiritual experiences, in the spirit you can be looking this way, but you can be seeing something behind. How do you explain that? Glory to God. Yeah, so you can be looking this way, but you are seeing something behind you. Why? Your heart is also got the ability to see. And that's why Paul prayed for them in Ephesians chapter 1. That the eyes of your heart be flooded with light. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, at this level, you have greater light. So, here you have lesser light. You can see some things, but the light is different. So, now you've got a point where you can now see certain things that you could not see before. And you are in a better position. And a lot of us have have gone beyond this point in the past few weeks. Just as a Christian, just as you've been praying and all of that, your, your, spiritual, um, your spiritual eyes are being developed. You might not see clearly, but you're not 
totally blind. You know, there are degrees of blindness. Even physically. Yes? Yeah, so there are degrees of blindness. It, it's, it's the same with the spirit. I'm telling you, the, the physical realm is a, is a perfect or a complete replica. Maybe not perfect. It's a replica of the spiritual. So anything, if you want to understand the things of the spirit, sometimes you look at natural things. And you can understand the spirit by looking at the natural. So that's why if you go and study the eyes and how the eyes work, and you take that and translate that to the spirit, you will see the principles. Because it's one thing for your eye to see, but it's another thing for your brain to be able to interpret what you are seeing. Am I correct, Doc? Yeah. So there are things you can have a problem with your brain and it will affect your vision. Am I correct? Yeah. So the, maybe some whatever happened, there's a tumor or whatever, and then the person is blind. But there's nothing wrong with the eyes. But it's the, it's the brain. So your spiritual brain is your heart. Are you getting my point? So your spiritual brain is your heart. And that's why your heart must be flooded with light. That's why the Bible says you must keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. Okay, thank you. Look at that. The eyes. First, uh, Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Let's read that in the Amplified. The Amplified talks about the heart being flooded with light. Glory to God. So you see that. It says, what? Wrong you are going fast, my Ephesians. We're in Ephesians. Huh? Chapter 1, verse 18. Come on. So, yeah, at this level, you you are seeing. Huh? You're seeing more. You've left this level. You have been elevated. And as long as you're on this plane, this is a vantage position. Okay? Because they, they, somebody else who has never come into uh, the kingdom of God cannot even leave this plane. So he cannot even come to this level. So at this level, you can see more. Hallelujah. So you see, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Can you see? So your heart, like I said, in the, in the spirit, your heart is like your brain for, for in, in the physical. So the fact that you can see something in the spirit, the fact that your eyes are open does not mean that your heart huh, is able to accurately interpret what you are seeing. And that's why you need light in your heart. Glory to God. Am I confusing you? It's very clear, right? You need an expert to confuse you about these things. They are so simple. Glory to God. But the spirit of revelation makes it plain. 
All right. He says, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. He set apart once. That's another, um, that's another level. So, so there is this second level. But now, look at this. There is another level of sight. Look at Revelation chapter 4. Verse 1. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. Mighty God. It says, after this, I looked and behold a door standing open. Where? In heaven. Huh? Okay, notice that. Where is he? Huh? Huh? It, oh, no, I'm not talking physical now. He's <laughs> in the spirit. If you read chapter 1 of Revelation, he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Okay. So in the spirit, in the spirit means you have left this plane. You are now on this plane. Okay. So you can see some things here. But then he says, a door standing open, and then he says, And the first voice which I heard addressing me, like the calling of... No, no, no. Go back to King James. I, I don't want to amplify this. It can keep us long. Okay, so let's... Yeah. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying what? Come up here. Hallelujah. So there are levels. Say there are levels. So in the spirit, even though you can see something, does not mean that that's the highest. That's the peak of vision. So there are levels. John was already in the spirit. For him to even hear. He has to be in the spirit. There are certain communication you can never pick if you are not in the spirit. So for him to hear, he, was already, he had left the lower plane. Do you understand? So the voice is saying to him, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. So there are things. Come on, touch someone and say, there are things you need to see. There are things God wants to show you. Hallelujah. So, but it depends on your plane. Where are you? Are you here? Are you here? Or are you here? Glory to God. So these, these are all stages of growth as well. And the thing about spiritual growth is that it doesn't have to take 50 years for you to grow. Spiritual growth is not like natural growth. Yeah, there are similarities, but you don't have to wait until you are, you know, you are working with God for 50 years before you arrive at certain things. Come on, put your hands together for my helpers. <laughs> Glory to God. So, that's how the things of the Spirit are. 
That's how you, so you're developing, huh? you're developing your spiritual vision huh? or your spiritual sight by making sure that you don't remain stagnant. Don't be stagnant in your relationship with God. Many Christians have been stagnated. The same level for how many years? For God's sake. Huh? Aren't you hungry? Aren't you hungry for more? There's got to be more. I know you've experienced God. You've experienced certain things. But there is more. And the more can only be given to those who are hungry. Glory to God. So these things I'm sharing with you because these are things I have, I have been pressing into for years. And saying, God, no. I can't remain like this. Especially when you, like the kind of friends that I had, the kind of people I had growing up, those guys, my goodness, when they walk here, they will just intimidate you. Spiritually. So because of that, oh my God, I'm not going to be left behind. Amen? Yeah, so I was challenged. I mean, I was just a teenager, but I was hearing my friends experiencing God in ways I've never heard about. So, guess what? I follow. Many people, many Christians are waiting for God to come and meet them where they are. You're going to wait till Jesus comes. I'm telling you. Wait. Keep waiting. But we're not waiting for you. Yeah. Come on, touch someone. Say, I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not waiting for you at all. I am moving ahead. I'm pressing on. The upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Hallelujah. So, the problem with our generation is that people are not hungry for God. It's not because God is not real. People are satisfied with religion. Just come to church. We can have the lights and everything, you know, and you can have all the ambience without having the Holy Spirit. No, I, I don't have a problem with all of those. So long as the Spirit is there. But if, if we have all those effects... And we're still at ground level. Huh? We're still at ground level. Then we won't be able to see it like Linda that pressed in. She told you. And I told you, when you pray in the Spirit, it's one of the ways you develop in these things. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways. And she went to apply it. But you all heard at the same time with her. How many of you did what she did? You know it, but you didn't do it. Alright? Now, is it... So, is that to say God favors her more than you? 
Because some Christians get jealous easily. When God begins to do things in somebody else's life, they start getting jealous, but they, they have not developed the kind of hunger that person developed. So, you decide what level you want to rise up to. If you are satisfied with playing church, I'm telling you, God will allow you. He's not going to force you. Just be religious. Just all the sacraments, just do them. You know, do the sign of the cross at the right time. He will leave you there. That's where you remain. But others will be going. Rising and rising and rising. And then heaven will be opening. And people will be in interacting with heaven. And you are there getting offended at people. You are getting mad at this person. This person made this mistake. This person stepped on you. This person didn't greet you. This person looked at you funny. And, and all these things. These are all the things that choke our hearts and distort our ability to see. I'm telling you. That's why I fight to keep my heart clean. clean. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Don't be fooled. Your heart condition matters. Your heart condition matters. You find it hard to forgive. They have to beg you for two weeks for you to forgive something. Then you are blind. Because that kind of heart condition will affect your vision. Spiritually. And it will exclude you from participating in certain spiritual things. Am I communicating? Amen. So, we are talking about spiritual sight by development. Oh, spiritual sight by spiritual development. Because you have to, you can, if you develop yourself spiritually, you will see more things. You will experience things. The heavens will open. And you will see angels ascending and descending. You will get to a point where you wake up in the morning and you see an angel standing by the corner in your room. No, no, no. I'm serious. Hallelujah. And some of you will be seeing it for days. Amen. I'm telling you, heaven is real. The kingdom of God is real. There's no way we can bring the kingdom down and not experience these things. Because this is part of heaven. And we're bringing heaven down. So this has to become a spiritual reality. Hmm? It has to become a spiritual reality. The ultimate level is the level of face-to-face -face where your relationship with God is now face-to-face. As, as a man communes with his friend. And that's God's will for you. That's God's desire for you. In the past, we were told that it's just prophets that could experience that. But in this day and age, it's for everybody. Okay. So, um, hunger is important. 
I remember as a young Christian, I was told to be careful not to be hungry for certain things. Because then I'll begin to interact with demons. Come on. Oh my God. Jesus says, if you that are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father to give the Holy Spirit. Come on. Who are you asking? Is it your father or Satan? If you are asking your heavenly father, Jesus says, your heavenly father will not give you a demon. Hello? If you go and ask a sangoma, you will get a demon. But if you ask your heavenly father, he's not going to give you a demon. He will not give you a serpent. He will not give you... No, 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 no. If anything, he will show you. This is the demon disturbing you. This is the demon you need to deal with. You need to melt that thing. Hallelujah. I love that testimony. We need some, 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 some powers to melt. So that your, your family can be liberated. From slavery to the enemy. But if we don't press in. You know, you find yourself, you keep going back. You know, you've said no to certain things, you are back there. It's because of your level. You have, no pre- you have not stepped forward. Step up. Come on, say step up. It's time to step up. Because when you are on a higher level, the lower things are no more attractive. I noticed that. I'm, and I'm, all that I'm sharing with you is by experience. Yes, the word of God and experience. The moment you ascend, the lesser things become less attractive. Amen. You can't be going, having the same temptation for the past 10 years. What's wrong with you? It's a sign of lack of growth. Tell someone, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. Grow. Grow up. Grow up. Don't have the same struggle all the time. For 10 years you are struggling with the same spirit, the same demon, the same lust, the same temptation. 10 years! My God, what is that? Are you telling me the blood of Jesus is not strong enough? Are you telling me the word of God is not strong enough? Are you telling me the power of the Holy Spirit is not, is not working? Come on. Give yourself some credit. You deserve better than that. You are better than that. Come on, turn to someone and say you are better than that. Yeah, you are better than that. So that's why I don't appreciate it when some people come and ask me certain things. Uh, is this a sin or not? I, it, it, you know, it's, it's, if you are still at that level, stay there. Stay there. We've moved. Come on. Yeah, we've moved. We are now kings. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're no longer slaves. We are now kings. And as kings, we rule. And one of the things we rule over is sin. 
Glory to God. We dominate. Hallelujah. We rule. That's what kingship is about. That, that God cannot put a crown on your head and you are down there at the same level with a slave. Come on. Don't waste that glory. Amen? Now, I'm not saying as a king you won't make mistakes, but I'm just saying you, you cannot live there. You get up quickly and say, I, I, I'm more than this. This is not my life. Come on. You say, this is not my life. I am made for better than this. That's who God has made me. So that's why we have been emphasizing the issue of identity lately. Why? Because if you know who you are, <laughs> hmm. I remember the time that I, I first had my, I had my first death and life experience. Huh? And I was sick and I was, yeah, my spirit left my body. I remember when the spirit of death came to me to take me. And I told my mom. I said, oh, they've come. They've asked me to come. And, I, and the way this spirit looked, it looked like a friend. So the spirit came to me and said, let us go and play. So I was telling my mom, as I was telling my mom by discernment, she said, I rebuke that. She said, you are not going anywhere. And I said, no, but mommy, I, I, I want to play with them. He says, you are not going. I said, ah. Why? She said, you are a child of God. You are not going. Now, on the surface, it looked just like a normal, like, you know? <laughs> I don't even know how she picked that. It was the spirit of death, but the, the, she could see in the spirit. They camouflage to me, but they could not camouflage to her. Do you get my point? So when you have spiritual sight, even things that look friendly, you will see their true identity. You will see their true identity. Even people that you know, claim to be friends, you will see their true identity. And I'm going to teach you how to respond when you see certain things. Because as we're dealing with this thing, some of you will start seeing things and it can just mess your life up. If you don't have enough wisdom. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of immaturity with prophetic people. They see this and boom, they just start behaving somehow. No. You need to see it and then, you know, handle it with maturity. Handle it like a king. Kings don't freak out. Touch your neighbor say, do you hear that? Don't freak out when you see things. Hmm? Don't be afraid. You are already seated in the heavenly places with Christ. So it's a, it's a vantage position. You can't go higher than that. Glory to God. Amen. So, developing spiritual sight. I've told you praying in the spirit is one of the things. 
You do, correct? What else did I tell you? The Word, the Word, the Word of God. The entrance of the Word brings light. You need light. It's the Word of God that will bring light. So a lot of times, if the devil wants to fight your spiritual vision, he will fight your, your concentration and your, your ability to dwell long enough in the Word. He will fight that because he knows it's going to bring light to you. And with more light, you'll see. Okay? So the Word brings light. So reading the Word brings light. But not only that, meditation. And I've told you, meditation is not what you do in the yoga class. We're talking about biblical meditation. The practice of Hagar. I've done a message on that. Go listen to it. Okay? So meditation also develops your, your ability to see. Okay? Another thing I mentioned to you, which I want to emphasize again, is worship. Worship. And it has to be from your heart. It's not just like singing because you like this song. You know, it's good to like songs, but there are certain songs that I have noticed when I sing them, they have a certain effect on me. Take those kind of songs. And on your own, don't wait until it's time for praise waves or, you know, it's time to come to church. No, on your own, set aside time to worship God. Are you following me? Yeah, there's a place for prayer. There's a place for reading. There's a place for meditation. And there's a place for worship. Okay? Then one more thing I want to emphasize it's vital in developing spiritual sight. It's intimacy. Somebody say intimacy. intimacy. Intimacy with God is going to help you to see things. Because when you start becoming his friend, he starts showing you things. He starts sharing his secrets with you. It's because of Abraham's relationship with God that God said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? We have a relationship. So by virtue of that relationship, I'll just come and share. Abraham, I need to take those guys out. You see? So when you develop intimacy with God, it opens you up to certain revelations. So, intimacy with God. You're, one, of the, one of the things you will find out is that for you to develop intimacy with God, you might have to say no to certain things you are used to. Because if you spend all your time with everybody, how many people know that there is no time for God? Okay? So you need to set aside time. Just you and God. That would help you. So all these, all these will help you to develop spiritual capacity to see. Isn't that interesting? And these are all basic things. These are things, it's like these are not far-fetched things. These are things we've always known. 
But we have not linked them to spiritual vision. The ability to see in the Spirit. How many people will practice these things? Glory to God. I think we need to stop now. My Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to know you intimately. I want to be close. I want to know you face to face. Like Moses knew you. You can read about Moses and you say, wow, Moses knew God like this. You can also know God like that if you have that hunger, if you are ready to develop. It took Moses 40 years to develop to that point. But it doesn't, need to take, it doesn't have to take you 40 years to develop, to develop that. Why? Because Jesus has come. And Jesus has, has, has broken the wall of partition. So why don't, you talk, why don't we talk to God? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. I want you to pray. I'm going to pray for you, but I want you to ask. One of the ways you would, you would, you would experience things of the Spirit is by asking God. You need to pray. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to, I want, I want to grow in these things. Help me, Lord. My Lord. Step up to the next level. Step up to the next level. Let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord begin to show you things in your life that you need to adjust. There are things that we need to adjust in order to get to the next level. John was told to come up higher. And God is saying to us tonight, come up higher. Come up higher. You need to take that initiative to get to the next step. You cannot allow the same group of friends to be ruling your life all the time. If you are going to experience the things I'm talking about, you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. Otherwise, you will remain on the lower plane. Mighty God, I pray. Some of you, as you are praying, the Lord is already giving you instructions. The Lord is already giving you instructions what to do. He's already laying on your heart steps you need to take. You better pay attention to what He's saying to you now. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for everyone here. 
Lord, those who are here, those who are watching by live stream, those who will be listening to the podcast, I pray for every single one of them. Lord, I ask, oh Father, that you will help each and every one here to develop the right heart condition to be able to see. Open our eyes to see. Help us, oh Father. I see there's somebody here. You have been wounded. You have been wounded by a, someone very close to you. And you've been struggling in this area. The Lord will have me say, just forgive this person. And your healing will be established. Forgive and release. Forgive that person and release that person. And God is going to heal you supernaturally tonight. By the time you wake up tomorrow, you, you, you are going to see that person different. Even though that person meant wickedness, but you are not going to see that person with hatred. You are going to see that person the way Jesus saw Judas. Even though he knew Judas was going to betray him, he still saw him without any hatred. Lord, I ask whoever that person is, that you will help that person. Move, O oh Father God, in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. I release grace in this house. Lord my God. Grace. The ability to forgive quickly. The ability to protect our hearts, oh God. Let it be released here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That there will be no bitterness. Oh my God. No place for bitterness. No root of bitterness will spring up in this house. No matter what, in the name of Jesus, mighty God, the ability to forgive swiftly, receive that grace. Receive that grace. God is moving already. God is moving already. God is touching people right now. Receive his touch. Receive his touch. Receive his touch. His touch. My Lord, my Lord, somebody is here. God is saying, I can see your heart is tender, but the enemy is trying to use people around you to harden your heart. He says, don't allow that. He says, don't allow that. You have a tender heart, but the enemy wants to change you into another person. And he's using people around you. Lord, I pray for that person. My Lord, I pray for grace. Lord God, I pray for strength. Mighty God, I pray for discernment. I pray for wisdom for that person, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Another person, you have actually been betrayed. You have been betrayed. The Lord said to me, release that person. Don't hold that because your future is brighter. It's brighter. Than you have even imagined. And the enemy wants to use that to keep you back. I break that 
right now. Every hole of the enemy over your heart, I command to be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise and I give you glory. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hand. Just say this after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word that has come to me tonight. I receive your word. I thank you, Father, for the blessing that your word has brought to my life. Help me, O oh God, to be a doer of your word. Help me, O oh God, to rise to the next level. To rise to the next level. By virtue of your word that has come to me. I receive light. I receive revelation. I receive insight. I receive foresight. Right now. Supernaturally. Anoint my eyes with eye salve that I will see. As I apply these principles, let the realm of the Spirit be made real to me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I receive the ability to see in the Spirit. I receive the ability to operate in the Spirit on a higher plane. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, let it flow. I release it in this house. Right now. I release it in this house. Let it flow. Oh God, let visions begin to fall upon your people. Visions and dreams. Mighty God. Let the ability to see, let the ability to see, oh Father, be activated in this house. In everyone that is listening to me, let it be activated on a higher level. In the name of Jesus, mighty God, mighty God, thank you Father. I rebuke every spiritual blindness in the name of Jesus. I I command every heart condition, Lord God, that distorts vision right now to be rectified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you glory and I give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.